Fascia is an absolutely amazing system. Years ago, most people didn't know what fascia was, where today, if you're in the health, wellness, and fitness industry, most know what this term means. Hi, my name is Deanna Hansen. I am the founder of Fluid Isometrics and Block Therapy. And my name is Quinn Castellane. I'm the VP of Block Therapy and Deanna's nephew. Welcome to the Fascia Masters podcast. Fascia is the connective tissue that holds our entire body together. The fascia system is involved in every aspect of your health, from pain, size and shape, how you age, athletic performance and recovery, and even managing trauma and emotions. The list goes on. When you learn how to decompress your fascia, you experience incredible changes to every level of your being. The Fascia Masters podcast discusses everything fascia and is dedicated to empowering you with the knowledge you need to become your own self-care advocate. To help you learn more about caring for your fascia and taking initiative for your health and wellness, we are giving you our ultimate fascia decompression starter kit for free. This will teach you five steps to control your pain, as well as an introduction to fascia decompression that you can apply today. Go to blocktherapy.com forward slash fascia kit. That's F-A-S-C-I-A-K-I-T. In this episode, we discuss what happens in the body after injury and a different perspective on how to treat inflammation and pain to promote optimal healing. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. As an athletic therapist, I have certainly dealt with my share of injuries, but understanding the fascia system has really given me a different perspective on how to deal with injury and what is actually injured. Mm -hmm. So for example, if somebody has a sprained ankle, and I've had many of those, I'm sure you've had a few of those yourself. Um, You know, as an athletic therapist, you're always trying to figure out what exact structures have been damaged and then you apply what you need to, to create the healing response. But with fascia, every single cell is innervated by this tissue. Mm -hmm. So when we have a sprained ankle, there's not only ligaments that are involved in the damage, there's also nerve fibers, blood vessel fibers, fat cells, depending on where the damage is, muscle tissue. So there's there's the whole area Mm -hmm. that's ultimately damaged. So um, ultimately, what happens when we have an injury is the body in its incredible design sends exactly what it needs to rebuild all of those structures. But we need to handle that tissue in the proper way. And unfortunately, what most of us do is for the first 48 to 72 hours, we stop that inflammatory process. Yet this is when that tissue is in most need of the love and energy that the blood flow brings with all of the healing nutrients. Mm -hmm. So for us to ice an injury, in my opinion, is really not the way we want to go about this. And it really comes down to the laws of thermodynamics. Hmm. So the the second law of thermodynamics is nature abhors a gradient, which means whenever there's a gap in the system, nature's going to fill it in. So if we have a tear in a ligament, in a tendon, a fracture in a bone, Mm -hmm. those are all gaps. Now nature's going to fill that in. So if we treat inflammation properly as the body is designed to heal, what the blood flow will do is bring all of the nutrients to rebuild all of the structures that have been damaged. Mm -hmm. All of the oxygen, the healing proteins, whatever is required, the body knows what it needs as long as we keep that flow going. But if we stop that flow, 
now we have a different situation because we still have that gap, mm -hmm. but we aren't allowing the body to rebuild that tissue. So nature's still going to fill that gap in. And what ultimately happens is the netting of the fascia, the um, basically it's kind of like the eggshell right. of the egg. All of the eggshells get pulled into this area, creating scar tissue. Mm. Now the challenge with scar tissue, it doesn't have any elastability or blood flow. So it's this big dense area, this hard wall that's going to block blood and oxygen flow to cells on the other side, as well as change the mechanics of whatever structures we're dealing with. Right. So does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Well, because I've experienced that firsthand multiple times and it's, it's interesting because when I was younger, um, younger, <laughs> <laughs> you're still younger. <laughs> Um, I would ice an injury until you told me that that's not what we want to do, but everybody tells you to ice no matter what from hockey teams to different sports teams I've been playing on whenever something would happen and it could be something minor like a bruise, ice it. And do you know what? It, it kind of feels good in the moment. It feels good because it takes away the inflammation, but that's the opposite of what our body's natural reaction is. So why do we do that? Like why, why did they, why is the medical community or everyone telling us to ice when that's technically not the right thing? Because I've iced injuries and it takes a long time for that injury to heal compared to doing it this way through creating heat, using that inflammation to our advantage and even applying pressure to the injury to help seal it and make that rebuild in for some cases more powerful than where it initially came from. So to answer the question, the reason that we ice is because if we don't know how to deal with that inflammation properly, the body's going to keep sending blood flow until that area is rebuilt because that's the design of how our systems are um, created to heal mm -hmm. an area. So if I sprain my ankle and I'm not assisting that inflammation through improving the flow, we get a backup of inflammation and mm -hmm. it becomes chronic and stagnant and it makes the area acidic. So it can create more damage if the inflammation isn't handled properly. Yes. And typically because when we have an injury, we feel pain. Mm. We don't intu actually intuitively do, we do rub pain, right? You know, like if we bang something and it hurts, we're going to yeah. rub it and it feels good in the moment but we're, we're afraid to manipulate an area that's been really injured or damaged. So we pull away and the icing gives you that temporary numbing of mm -hmm. pain or a drug or whatever, a medicine to, to numb the pain. And, and you know, sometimes we need to do things to handle the pain because depending on the severity of the injury, right. you know, it might be extremely painful, yeah. but the beauty is pressure also overrides pain. Mm -hmm. So when we have an injury and we start applying pressure in a proper way to the area, we actually assist the process. And think about having, th think about if there's a car accident. You know, if two cars hit together, there's debris everywhere. Mm -hmm. Same thing that happens if you have an injury. If you fall or you go over on your ankle and you have breakage, mm -hmm. there's debris there. So we need to improve the flow to allow the systems to pick up that debris, take it out of the way so that we can create the space to take what is required for healing, mm. but that requires proper breathing mm -hmm. and all of the gates toward that area to be open. So we have proper flow. Right. And the reality is, is a, we're not conscious breathers mm -hmm. and we're also not conscious of our posture. So most of us don't have 
in our system the ability to heal on its own without understanding what we need to do to actually address that injury properly and give it what it requires. So the simple thing to do is ice it because it feels better in the moment. And, but then ultimately what we're doing is we're freezing the system in that scenario. Yes. So one of the things that we experience with uh, block are rib releases. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's just share what For a rib sure. release is. Well, a rib release while doing block therapy is, well, first of all, let's just think of the ribs. It's a container to protect the heart and the lungs, some of the abdominal organs. So when we collapse over time due to unconscious posture and breathing, the ribs slowly start to do this, if you can see. And they come closer together and not just perfectly, sometimes they can overlap, they can get all twisted and frozen. So remember, the fascia system and the fascia can hold you out of alignment with a force of up to 2,000 pounds per square inch. So if your ribs are under that incredible force, we need to release that. And to release that, it can be a little painful. So actually it can be pretty intense depending on the individual and how you treat that. So by doing block therapy, we're applying a lot of heat, a lot of energy, pumping um, the system with oxygen. And what can happen is a rib can release. So it's actually clicking or popping back into its correct alignment or more so its correct alignment. So we're working our way into correct alignment. And with that can be a lot of pain because 2000 pounds per square inch has actually released. So what's your body gonna do? It sends inflammation, it sends heat, it sends blood flow to rebuild that into its correct alignment. So if we just did this wonderful work and we're like, wow, we just released one of these ribs, why, why are we gonna ice it? and freeze it. We need to assist the body with its healing and bring everything into more of the correct alignment. But ultimately the reason is, is because of the pain. Right. People are terrified of pain. There's a pain fear cycle. So when we have pain, we immediately go into that freaking out mode, you know, and when we are scared, when we have stress, we intuitively hold the breath. So when we have an injury, you know, you're like, <gasps> or when you're scared, you, you know, like right. you, you hold the breath. Ultimately though, what we want to do is we want to really focus on that proper breath because that moves everything out of the body mm. and it keeps the area heated. It keeps the blood pumping properly to address the area and oxygenate the system. When we hold the breath, we're going into this freeze mode. So the pain creates fear because we're not feeding the cells properly, which creates more pain, which creates more fear. So we get wrapped up yeah. in this pain fear cycle and really the fear is the problem. It's not the pain. Of course, we don't want pain in mm -hmm. our life because I mean, ultimately we want to feel pleasure, but pain is a language that the cells give us to let us know that they need help. So whether it's an acute injury causing pain in the moment and they're screaming saying, Hey, I've just, I've just been stretched or ripped and I need you to send blood flow to fix me or if it's a chronic pain that's long-term, which is usually more scary for people because mm -hmm. if you sprain your ankle, there's no question as to what just happened. Yeah. You just sprained your ankle, so yes, it hurts. If chronic pain arises and the nature of chronic pain is that suddenly it's there. Mm -hmm. So it was an accumulation of pain over our lifetime mm -hmm. or years or days or whatever it happens to be, but it doesn't usually come from an insult in the moment. Yes. It's 
an accumulated insult of incorrect posture and alignment and incorrect breathing over our lifetime. So that tends to breed more fear because we don't really understand it. Like, okay, mm. why is my back suddenly sore? For sure. And then our mind goes into scary modes. Like, yeah. wow, like, do I have a disease? Do I have, is this pain going to be here forever? You know, so this is the, the fear piece. So when we take the fear out of the equation and we are simply addressing the pain, we can address it in a very different way than what we've been accustomed and trained to do. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to avoid it. We want to face it. We want to help it. Just like how we talked about your, your cells are your babies or they're right. like your kids. And when there's pain, it's the baby crying. So you're not going to avoid your child mm -hmm. that's been injured or crying. You're going to go to the child and you're going to do exactly what that child needs to comfort it and make it feel better. Yes. And we have to treat our system, our fascia system and ourselves in the same way because they're working so hard. And if we do undergo an injury, they're needing our attention and they're needing what they require. And that's breath and flow. Right. And ultimately that's what this system is so great at. So for example, if you came to me in the moment and you just sprained your ankle, the first thing I would do is work on your core and your rib cage. And this is nice because mm -hmm. you can have pain at a distance, but simply by the fact of strengthening your diaphragm, increasing the oxygen, oxygenation in your bloodstream. And we've already talked that when we breathe diaphragmatically, we feed the body six times the oxygen. So when we focus on that to begin with, already our tissue is in a different state of healing. Mm -hmm. And then when we understand about the, the channels, like for example, again, if we're dealing with an ankle, we have to work all the way from the diaphragm through the pelvis, through the hip, through the legs, the knee joint, all the way down there. Right. So with the block, we, we can work toward the area so that by the time we actually get to the area, mm -hmm. it already feels so much better. Absolutely. Because we've been pulling that debris away and feeding it what it needs. Do you know what? This is just a perfect example and perfect time to say this. So when I was 14 or 15 years old around, I actually severely fractured my ankle. I shattered my fibula in seven, eight places. Tibia was broken in three places, I believe, in the growth plate. It was dislocated, torn ligaments. It was bad car crash, if you want to say so. So I immediately got rushed to the hospital, had to get the surgery immediately. I was lucky that they put three pins in and they're actually able to take them out. But they said I was going to be in a cast for two to three months or I wasn't going to be able to walk for two to three months. And that's not me. I knew I was going to get out quicker, especially with Deanna's help. So the day I got out of the hospital, literally the day of Deanna came over, um, and first started working on my upper thigh. And I didn't really know much about the body to this degree, but now that I understand, Deanna was opening up the femoral triangle, the major blood, arteries, vein, everything to feed and heal my ankle quicker. And then Deanna, you were working on my foot to get as much flow directly to the fractured site. So this is the funniest part. You guys are gonna probably laugh at this. So after Deanna worked on it for maybe an hour or so, Deanna literally made me stand up and put my, all of my pressure on my fractured site. So on my left leg. And in the moment, of course it was painful, but I was using my breath as my guide. And breathing and applying the pressure really helped seal the bone together and create more heat. And heat is what's gonna, again, assist with the flow and the healing process. So long story short, after you came over and worked on my, my leg and my ankle quite a few times, I was walking within four weeks. And that's just mind blowing because 
they said I wasn't going to be able to probably play hockey again. A lot of like it was very severe and I was walking within four weeks. So that was pretty pretty incredible. And I just want to share that I am not by any stretch of the imagination suggesting that people do this um, right. without proper supervision. But I just want to share the very first time that I went against what I was trained as an athletic therapist and I addressed an injury in the way that makes sense to me and that I've now learned actually is the proper way to address injury. And it was my mother. So I was working in a clinic and she gave me a call that morning because she was on the golf course and she really badly sprained her ankle. So she came in right away and it was definitely, you know, at least second degree sprain, like very, very swollen in the ankle. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, so my training tells me right now I should get an ice pack for her and, and elevate it and, and, you know, apply the rice method. But again, that didn't make sense to me. And I'd already applied the concepts on my personal body with injury, but this was the first time. And I figured, mm -hmm. you know what? My mom's not going to sue me after <laughs> anything that's going to so, be problematic. Perfect test. <laughs> so... I started intuitively working with her and when I finally got to the ankle part after opening up the leg and getting her to breathe, I was putting that pressure on and it was really calming and helpful for her in the moment. So, you know, through the application of working on this, when she stood up, it felt a little better and she was actually, she had less swelling and she was able to walk consciously as I showed her. That night she phoned me and she let me know that, you know, she was in quite a bit of pain because ultimately the force went in mm. and now we got to pull it out. Right. The next day though, she couldn't believe how much better it was and the swelling was almost gone mm. and it was almost as though she didn't have an injury. Wow. So to me, that is the incredible ability for the body to heal itself when it's given what it needs in right. the moment. The longer we are away from that injury to getting to that injury, the more scar tissue is in there that we have to work through, which we can with the block. But if we can prevent scar tissue from developing, even better. And the system knows what it needs. As long as we keep the area flowing and heated, pumped full of oxygen, mm -hmm the body is going to respond and heal injury very effectively. And we've had the conversation that injury can almost reset the body in a better alignment. Absolutely. And the reason is, is because whatever age we are, because we haven't been conscious breathers or conscious of our posture, we are already on the road to chronic pain and chronic issue and fascia that's sealing and blocking blood flow, ultimately aging. Right. So when we have an injury, we have this very wonderful moment in time when pain is a driver. So whenever I have been injured or I have pain, I always find because I focus on it and I work on it, that I get to a new level in my system and I actually become better hmm. in whatever it is. So I can feel younger or there's more symmetry or I have better range of movement mm -hmm. than I did prior to that injury. It almost creates so this cool. opening yeah. and it's not like we're going to go and injure ourselves on purpose of course, because that's not intuitive. But it's just a different angle and view of looking at an injury. So I just think people really need to just reprogram their brain to pain as well and injury. And once we do that, you're going to realize how fast you can heal your body. For myself, fracturing um, my fourth and fifth metacarpal and they were dislocated. As soon as that happened, I popped it back into place, started working on the block and I was working on uh, patients, myself, you, four days later. So it's, it's just a different concept and if I was afraid of pain, I wouldn't have done that. I, 
And four days later, it wasn't like you were out of pain, right. but you understood it. Exactly. And I was still working on it. And the pressure I wasn't afraid of because a lot of people look at a fracture as a snap, like a full-blown clean snap. But again, um, how we understand it more so, there's all of these fibers that want to come back together. It's not as clean as a snap as you think. So working on it isn't like getting this, this jagged bone rubbing against right. each other, creating a bunch of chips everywhere, right? It's more that it, the body knows what it wants to do. The body knows exactly what it wants to do when there's an injury. All we're doing is just helping with the process and assisting it with flow, creating heat so that your body can naturally heal itself the way it's supposed to. And it's about magnetics. Right. You know, like, I, and I love giving the analogy, if you are trying to take a baby away from its mother, it's gonna be reaching out to that mm, mother. It's a great one. Because they wanna be together. So our cells, every cell has a connection to the other cell that's right beside it. And they want to be together because mm -hmm. that's their home. Mm -hmm. That's where they live. So when we have a fracture, you know, of course people get afraid that the fracture isn't going to heal properly. That's when the area is cold though. If we keep it heated, it's going to do its thing. It's going to mesh together. It's going to go back together and then it's going to find its home again because that's what the cells want yes. is to be where they're supposed to be. So when we can, again, wrap our head around a different approach. And again, I just want to share, I am not saying that if you have an injury, approach it differently because you need guidance, right. of course. Yeah. But we are here for you. Again, thank you so much for watching this Fascia Masters episode. If you have any questions that you would like us to address and answer with the perspective of fascia, please use the hashtag AskBlockTherapy. You can submit questions by emailing us info at fluidisometrics.com or posting your questions through our Block Therapy website. Until next time. Breathe and believe.